Welcome to Mission Smart with David and Vicki Frazier. In this podcast, we discuss a variety of topics related to global missions with the goal of offering wise and practical counsel. In this episode, we're going to be talking about developing the life skills needed before you go overseas. Um, so it's not the life skills that you would learn on the field, but what we need to learn before we actually leave. So why? Why are we why is this so important to address before you launch overseas? Well, with all the adjustments uh, that, that someone is going through, learning a new culture, language, learning a new, new social norms there, team dynamics, new people that you haven't maybe been working or living. Why make these tasks even harder and add more stress to yourself uh, if you haven't learned uh, some basic life skills that we're going to talk about before you even, I guess, get on the plane? So your stress levels will go up because you're learning the things that you should have learned or could have learned before you went, as well as all the new things that there's no way you could have learned, but adapting to it. Yeah, it's true. And also, if you haven't learned these life skills, it can really create a lot of stress in your working with others. Right. And it can even hinder the work that you're there to do, whether the other people are teammates or they're nationals who are from the country that you're working with. So it's better for with. so it's better for you and it's better for those that you're working with. And we found that learning these life skills before leaving really prepared us. And we're going to tell some of our stories of what we learned and matured us before taking on these this new task of living abroad. Now, you're not going to have all these completely learned, but we're just saying, what are some things you ought to start learning before you leave? I mean, we did not immediately go overseas when we originally had hoped to go. It, the Lord delayed I that didn't. from happening. I didn't. I was heading on the field. And then I met Vicky. Yeah. And I, I went, had some schooling to finish. And oh, dear, you were in my way. I was ready to go. And, and then we had some, some planning to do. And we had some things. I had some things that I needed to learn as far as how to work cross culturally. So we'll be talking about that. And in we another had to episode. learn some things about marriage. I mean, that's why we were not encouraged to just get on the plane after we got married. So, in fact, I've talked to different people who are really, really frustrated with being still here and not getting to go overseas immediately, you know, like right after their graduation or when they had planned. And it may be that learning these basic life skills is part of the reason that God has you still here still at home here. Yeah. longer than you might have wanted um, because these are really important. And we've actually talked to mission organization and leadership and team leaders, and they've shared with us um, that basically what, what's happened is sometimes organizations and churches are assuming that these things are sort of already in place. And when they find people struggling on the field regarding these basic life skills, they're thinking, oh, we didn't cover that in the training. We were spending all that time talking about language and culture and church planning. And maybe they thought these things were already in place. In place. Which which is is part of the role and why we are encouraging people to be involved in church, that, that you want mentors, you want to do all these things before you go. So right. You can, so what kind of life skills are we talking about, Vicki? Uh, well, one would be handling money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that would include what the value of a dollar is. Yeah, I, we, I remember when somebody, I was, you know, raring to go and, you know, I wanted to be a missionary and I'm, I'm going to leave. And, and uh, but then, you know, I, I, I fell in love with Vicki and we got married and I still was frustrated. I wanted to get going. And I remember getting a job and somebody said, you know, my advice is you ought to learn what the value of a dollar is before you ask someone for a dollar. So how long and hard you have to work. Right. That this is not just indefinite resources out there that you can ask for. Right. And I was like 23, 24 years old. And I thought, you know, I know what they're after. They're wanting me to learn how to handle money. And I remember what I did with my first paychecks and how I spent my money. And so handling money, a budget, learning to spend wisely. Because, you know, when you come right out of living with your family, you might still have in mind that you need... You need all your music apps and you need all the things that you had when you were at home. Like you need to live out on your own and you need to find out what spending money is and how fast it goes before you ask someone for it. I mean, even post-college, it you're still getting help from family. You're still... Right. So it's good to be adulting Yes. in the financial area. A bit before you go overseas. And the big subject of debt, school debt, we'll probably have to tackle that one day. Um, it's just a huge problem. Um, you know, Vicki and I did not have any debt, and of course that really helped. But so many have debt, and so there's so many questions regarding, you know, um, what do I do with all this debt? I guess if I have to wait here and pay it all off, I don't know if I'll ever get to the mission field. Yes. So maybe there's, you know, at least the principle of, are you working on it? You know, we have actually found that some people that have decided to work for a couple of years and work really, really hard to knock out as much as they can is actually good for them. And it's responsible as opposed to just, I'll never pay that off. Or we're even seeing some trends with various organizations of saying, oh, well, we'll, we'll just put in extra support. support and ask other people to pay your debt, which... I, there's some issues with that right. that, that supporters ha- may have. Is that that's right? And is, is that, that the, ethical? Is that the wisest thing to do? So without you know, we'll probably talk about that in another podcast. But that is a that is something to think about. And we often encourage young people to start working on their debt as quickly as they can. That's, I mean, that can be you know require someone to get a full-time job first time they've had that or a second job and really learn how to work. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was basic housekeeping skills. I mean, you would think that this would be something that anyone who has been at college or living Out on their college. own on a little bit would already yeah. know, but we're finding that isn't the no. case. And so there's different categories. Um, Basic cooking. You don't have to be a gourmet cook or Martha Stewart, but just how to boil noodles, how to um, cook basic things so that you can survive on your own. Yeah, why have to learn that from scratch, you know, overseas when you're dealing with all these other stresses? So start learning. We're encouraging people to start trying these things here. Well, and also... Food and hospitality yeah. are a huge part of almost of most cultures I know. Yep. So if you don't know how to do anything with food, <laughs> right. you are 
you can't be hospitable. You may be in others. a roommate situation. Have you been able to room with people and learn how to cook and clean up and um, show hospitality? Yeah, I've even, I mean, I do remember before I went um, overseas, we had a friend who had lots and lots of international friends and just was gifted um, at having people in their home. And I'm not talking about entertaining. I'm talking about having people in and offering them tea, offering them whatever you have. It's not not entertaining in the traditional yeah, sense. Yeah, this isn't lighting candles and setting the table. This no, is, this is having being comfortable with having people in your home and eating together, whether that's a, a meal or a snack. As opposed to just always grabbing coffee or going out to eat, because so many cultures... A huge part of it, as Vicki said, is in their home having food. Um, another thing is just cleaning. <laughs> cleaning. I, I know that that doesn't, <laughs> that sounds like, come on. But oh, in we- many cultures, the reputation of the Americans, actually, and I've heard this across the board, yeah. is that um, Westerners or Americans or whatever can be known as really just lazy housekeepers. Dirty? Dirty. Because and, their houses, oh, we have a different um, standard. The place where we lived, I mean, you could probably eat off the floor. I mean, they were scrubbing floors and walls. And <laughs> you're like, wow. And so, it mattered. I mean, there were, when I would be in conversations with my friends, my national friends, Every once in a while, they would forget I was there, and they would start talking about how disgusting <laughs> it was to go over to this foreigner's house, this oh, Westerner's yeah. house, or that. So it's really important, and also just in the people that you live with, learning yeah. how to, even but, if, let's say, the dishes in the sink. Being considerate. Cleaning up after yourself. Right. Dishes attract bugs in many countries. Do you want to, if if your roommate or your spouse or whoever is bothered by bugs crawling on in the sink, which hello, then you may need to adjust what you think is important, and that actually involves sacrificing your own time in order to do those things and prioritizing someone else above, and just knowing how to clean. And so, yeah, and and we've we've actually talked to mission leaders who said, we can't believe we're having problems with this here. We wish we could say we were going to be focusing on things that were the tasks at hand of adjusting to this new culture and language and teamwork, and yet we're having trouble with these. And so that's why we bring something like that up. Another one is, you know, just learning to live responsibly with others. Like Vicki said, being considerate, picking up after yourself. Are you known for that kind of person? Can people count on you as a roommate? Or would people say, I don't want to room with that guy? So we always challenge people, have you moved from room from house to house, apartment to apartment, because people struggle to live with you? That's not a good thing in preparing yourself. So are you known of being a considerate and a responsible roommate who pays their rent, who they can count on to pay the, you know, utilities or clean up and things like that. Well, and prioritizing those things as important, even if to you they don't feel that important. Um, taking initiative. Yeah. In so a big. work environment, home environment, and in serving others. So not waiting until you're asked. I mean that that falls in the attitude 
that we talked about before with cooking, cleaning, all that kind of stuff as well. Like, don't wait until you're asked. Yeah, and and we be proactive. We ask sometimes, you know, did your mom or dad pick up after you? You know, um, what do you what is you, what are you known as known for? Like when you go to someone's house, do you ever stop and and you know think I'm gonna pick up my plate and carry it over the sink? I mean, you think is well, that and more than that? Offer pick up someone out. else's. Or what can I bring? You know, we we invite people over, and it's so interesting. Some people just say, "Can I bring something?" or they just bring something. And then that is such a big part of so many cultures, you know. Yeah, we used, we've had different gatherings of different people in our home, and there are there have been many, many, many occasions where I'll have ten or fifteen people in my home, and not one person takes the initiative to help me clean up the dishes. And and every culture is going to be different. You may not need. You may not be in that culture you're in. You're not even supposed to go into their kitchen. Yeah, that that's and true. start doing things. But it's the idea of taking initiative and being considerate. I mean, even at work or at church, being proactive. Absolutely. About just learning a new skill, doing a new thing. What else can I do that would be helpful to you? Not just completing your list and going home. And so mission organizations and, and churches have found out that, you know, they don't often do trainings on learning a good work ethic or discipline. You know, it's too much. It, we're too talk, We're always talking about missions and where we're going and who the people group are. And we somehow think these things are going to be picked up or should already be picked up or, my goodness, they should have learned those at home. But if you didn't, so we're challenging you as an individual to think about, well, how is your work ethic? Are you a person that turns in your work? Are you a person that proactively gets, you know, somebody can count on you to get... To this, finish it. To finish to, it. To finish yes. it. And to work until you finish it. I mean, I remember I, I, my brother lived overseas uh, before I did, and I remember just saying to him, so how do you learn a foreign language? He's looked at me and said, a lot of hard work. And I just kind of thought, okay, you know, and I thought, well, that sort of despiritualized the whole task of language learning. I kind of thought... This sounds fun. I love learning phrases. Like my brother said, no, you are going to have to show a tremendous amount of discipline and study habits. And so people are like, you know, I'm not really good at, I'm kind of a crammer when it comes to tests. And, you know, I don't, I'm always late turning it. Well, consider that we don't, that would be a hindrance to you if you get out on the field and you need to show a work ethic and a discipline to learn a language. Which actually plays into sometimes, I think, why God may keep people at home uh, in their home country longer than they expected because they need to learn discipline and how to work in order to be successful Yeah, I think college, overseas. college isn't a real life. You know, I mean, you can I mean, skip. For some people, they're yes, working in. But I remember you can skip class. You can get notes. You know, that teacher doesn't care, et cetera, et cetera. Have you learned to put in full days, 40 hours of work? You know, turn in your W-2. You know, have you learned to do your taxes? These are very helpful things that we found helped us grow up. And then those are in personal areas, you know, personal that we're talking about. There's also the issue of learning to communicate and well and and work with other people. I mean, have you had conflict with roommates or friends or that people at church? That has been resolved. Have you right. had to have difficult conversations? Right. And 
learn to approach people speaking the truth in love? We wrote in our book that one of the number one reasons uh, reasons people come have to leave the field prematurely is because of conflict with teammates, conflict with other missionaries. And it's and it, we talk about it, and it's so sad, but you think, what is that related to? It's learning how to resolve conflict. I mean, have you just moved on from each roommate you've ever had? Or each relate when a relationship yeah. with a friend hits a rough spot, do you seek to work through it? Or maybe, you know, what happened with that job? Oh, that boss, he doesn't really like me. What about your parents? <laughs> Did you ever go back to the boss and say, what actually happened here? I want to know why I lost my job. And that, that's very helpful. So we think sometimes people move on from things when they need to learn. And yes, your parents, learning that relationship. Um, we, we actually had one friend who asked us if, um, who, who was telling us about a job interview experience and not getting the job and then going back and asking questions about, hey, can you give me some ideas? And the things that the person pointed out like why they didn't get the job. Why they maybe. didn't get the job. That's right. Were were attitudinal things. Were how how that person came across, and it really helped them. That's right. Um, change that. We often say before you leave a job, or if you do leave a job, go back and say, "Would you tell me what I did well? What were my strengths, and what what do you feel like were some of my weaknesses?" Another key thing that, of course, you'll continue to learn, but it's good. Um, to start practicing is how to give and receive constructive input. Oh, man. Not just receive it, you're receiving it with grace, learning to not get mad and get in a huff and leave, learning to sift through, pray through, see what's true, see what is that other person's, you know, not, not actually, it's just their perspective, but also learning how to give Good constructive input, input yeah, to like, someone. Imagine, like we hear people talk about their roommate situations and you think, I'm not intervening in this. They need to learn how to have a powwow. They yeah, need they to need to, to s- learn how to have this yes. good conversation. And that's where conflict comes. You see on a team where there's a conflict and there's a relationship problems of hurt, and then they're all going to the team leader. And you're like, why is this triangulating? Why can't this person learn how to sit down and... And resolve conflict, yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. Give give constructive My goodness, input. go read receive the book it. of Proverbs. How many verses are about the wise learn how to receive instruction? Uh, another thing is learning um, to j- just getting the mindset of adapting to a new cultural norm, even when it's different from your own. Hmm. So how we've seen this play out abroad is someone moving to another country and sort of demanding and feeling entitled to the same levels of freedom or a nice house or a nice car. And you can practice this um, before you go in relationally, at work, at church. Everyone's not going to see everything, but be willing to adapt. Like, you know, when you have to visit, if you're starting to engage with internationals right here, you have to maybe think about what you're wearing if you're going to visit certain religious groups um, and becoming aware of the fact that in their home, I need to be respectful about 
you know, I need to think about what what would be offensive to them or when they come to your house. I mean, beginning to do that right here. As opposed to sort of having the attitude of, hey, they're they're in my country now. They need to adapt. Well, yes, they do need to adapt. But if you're moving to another country, you're the one that's going to be needing to adapt. And you should start practicing that skill Well, and especially now. if you're trying to communicate a message to them and you want to affect their worldview. I mean, this even comes comes through as you, when one reason that we want people involved with others cross-culturally before they go is learning how to navigate relationships in a, in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, some cultures, for example, I don't know, you, you have to be very careful about entering a conversation with someone older than you arg- in an argumentative way. Mm-hmm. Whereas our culture tends to see people as equals, regardless of age, regardless. Right. We're very informal. Very informal. There is a formality, and engaging with internationals will help you understand and practice doing that and approaching people in a different way. So it's learning to adapt. That's what you're saying, is beginning to learn to take on the task of adapting to some new rules. and. And that also could mean also on a team situation, learning how to appeal to authority in a respectful way, in a clear way. Have you been able to sit down with someone that is your team leader in your church or an older person or someone on your team and learning how to say, you know, I I didn't understand the task or I don't think that went well. Have you learned to do that? Okay, that is something to start learning because that is... Well, and that in your job gonna, situation, yeah. being able to approach authority yeah. in, in a respectful way, but but actually being able to express what you need to express, too, in a clear way. Learning how to work and socialize with um, the opposite sex safely and responsibly. That That's a new thing. So often overseas is like, wow. Yes. Walking down the road, and I see my friend's wife, and she doesn't speak to me on the road because that's the culture. So how do you practice that <laughs> right. kind of stuff before you go? Um, well, we remember seeing... Start asking questions, I think, about what the cultural norms are. And as you engage with, again, internationals or refugees, talking to them and engaging with them and learning what's seen as... I don't know, um, impolite or not couth, not appropriate appropriate behavior for them. I mean, definitely in with refugees, I've learned refugees from certain countries. You know, if the husband is there, I don't go in the house with certain cultures. Right. We remember talking to teams overseas who said, you know, we said, what are the problems you're having with some of these younger people? And they were just uh, wanting to keep, they they didn't understand all these new social norms of interacting with the opposite sex. They just didn't understand why this needed to continue here. Well, they wouldn't submit to it. Right. They actually wouldn't submit to not talking to the opposite sex. They were both oblivious to it and saw it as such an encroachment on their freedoms um, so learning how to do that responsibly, um, if you do need to go speak to someone of the opposite sex, older than you, you know, have you learned to do that 
safely, you know. Sometimes people have a situation they need to talk to someone, and it's always helpful to have another person there in the room and bring a friend. And that's actually learn- talking about that's kind of like in the boundaries issue of learning relational boundaries when you have to appeal to an authority yeah. to um to take someone with you if that's appropriate. I don't know. There's just so many relational boundary issues of not just with the opposite sex, but how do you stay personally healthy yourself, but be a good friend to another person, not become codependent, you know, all of those things. I mean, that's a whole podcast. And then if you add the layer of culture and a new language. See, that's the thing. You should, why not learn these things when you're able to use your own language? And so basically what we're talking about here is learning both personal skills and relational skills. I mean, there are a lot of books and a lot of material out there about learning how to resolve conflict because there is going to be conflict. And if you are someone that flees from conflict then you're going to have trouble on the field. And then you just add to it that the two or three people that you are in conflict with are from different countries or yeah. <laughs> the host country, or you're actually doing it in another language. And so why not learn these things when you're in a safe, uh, an easier place in your own culture and language, right? And I would say a good way to do do this is, of course, just having mentors in your life, being part of church not shying away from learning these concepts, asking people who, I I mean, I've met with so many people who are in girls in their 20s who are saying, I'm having this issue with my boss. What would be a good way for me to approach this? Or should I not say anything? And just, I'm just listening and talking them through how to do it. So mentors in your life. So valuable. to learn how to do what you just said, because they're going to be doing that as well. Another reason that the Lord might have you Mm -hmm. in the U.S. in a job that you don't necessarily love for a while is to learn all these things. I can remember when I thought I was ready to go. And I just, it was so helpful. Those, what, at least three or four years after we got married. Even something as simple as learning how to work underneath an unreasonable, unfair boss. <laughs> yes. Because I guarantee overseas you will encounter that, oh, whether it's goodness. a team leader or it's an, someone from that country or an organizational mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. or you will encounter someone who's unfair. I think about all the things that we had to work through while here was so helpful in those three or four years rather than just saying I want to get out of here and get on with the ministry because that's where I'm called so that's what that's the point we're trying to make and we opened up a lot of topics and maybe we'll do some more episodes later in the future thanks for listening thanks for listening today our book Mission Smart 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas is available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Feel free to email us with your questions through our website, esionline.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.